Kili Shuateka Kiviti Hashem Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai. The 25th of Tammuz, corresponding to the letter Noon. Sefer Otiot. Ecstatic with a melody. Nagoon. Melody on top of melody on top of melody. Going higher and lower at the same time. Dizzy and frightened, yet unable to return. Hurling herself through laughter and tears. Cascading waterfalls of wonders. Niflaot. You do not open your eyes to see noon. You close them. Noon is what is holy in a person. Faithful, which is Ne'eman. Even unto the end. Side note, I'd just like to throw in a Avenger reference that Bucky and Captain America, they say, to the end of the line. That literally is an expression of the letter noon. Going on to say, like the tiny eternal light, near Tamid. This is the western lamp, side note, this is the western lamp of the menorah that was kindled every morning and every afternoon. And in the afternoon, throughout the night, all the lights would burn out except this one light. And it was, by the way, the first light that was lit. So this is a supernatural light that stays kindled throughout the night to go along with the light that stays kindled throughout the night in the outer altar in the courtyard of the temple. So you have two fires that are constantly burning and they never go out. Continuing on, it says the Nertamid burning in the temple through the nights of its disbelief. So there shines a spark which is Nitzotz, in each of us, some burn brighter, some flicker, a light that can never be extinguished, only sealed off by wicked deeds. It's very important to note this final statement that says, never be extinguished, only sealed off by wicked deeds. No matter what you feel like about yourself about your observance about how much you know how much you don't know how long you've been uh, actively observant or practicing judaism it's all contingent on are your wicked deeds going to be the final statement for you we can all make mistakes we can all mess up and i'd like to quote from Rabbi Rafi Malat Shlita, who was reading Rashi on Shir Hashirim chapter 1, and basically the commentary was saying, Yafe, Yafe, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. It's a double expression. And this was used in the context of the Jewish nation being worthy of the Mishkan and worthy of the Shekinah dwelling among them. And it also has to do with the fact that despite our harlotry at Mount Sinai, when we worship the golden calf, Hashem still forgave us and allowed us a chance to return to him. 
So if all else fails, whenever you're flickering, whenever you feel like I can't get this right, I can't stop failing, just remember Hashem thinks of us. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. We can always return no matter what. The only thing that keeps us from returning is wicked deeds. The moment we stay camped in wickedness like Korak and his rebellion, then that is where we end. That is where the fire goes out. That is where we are today, where there is no fire, there is no temple. But may it be so in our days, and may it be established through the letter noon. Because when the temple was in existence, the fire never went out. May our fires never go out. Letters of Light brings down the gematria of noon is 50. There are 50 gates or levels of Bina, which is understanding. That's why the Jews counted 49, 49 days, 7 complete weeks from Pesach to Shavuot to ready themselves to receive the Torah. The famous question is, why does the Torah tell us to count 50 days after Pesach? When immediately afterwards, it says to count seven complete weeks, which are only 49 days. The answer is that an individual can only attain 49 levels of intellect on his own. The individual can only attain 49 levels of intellect on his own. The 50th level that of transcendence can only be provided by Hashem. Only be provided by Hashem. Therefore, God says, you do yours and I will do mine. If you, if you achieve the 49th level, I will bless you with the 50th, the highest tier of Bina, which is understanding. This is brought down from Rosh Hashanah 21b. Also see Pardes Rimonim, Sha'ar Ha Sha'arim, Sha'ar 13, Chapter 1. It's important to note the equal relationship that is involved here. It is like the smoking furnace and the torch that walk between the parts at the the Bain, the uh, Brit Bain Hametarim which is the covenant between the parts during the account of Bereshit where Abraham was told to offer up the animals and have the parts uh, make a path. There's parts on one side of, or parts on either side of the path and he falls asleep. The sun goes down and it says a lapide and a smoking oven go forth through these parts. And that was the covenant that Hashem cut with Abraham that his descendants will go into exile, but they will gain Eretz Israel, which is so important to understand why it says that we must suffer with Mashiach in order that we may reign with him. Because the only way that we received Eretz Israel was through going through exile. And the only way we will receive the final Geula is if we endure the exile. And so it says, 
This is from Garrett to Rome. And stand by for Pasuk. Uh, this is also quoted in the letter to Timothy. The second letter to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. And to cross-reference that out. Stand by. It is Igarit Rome, the letter to Rome, chapter 8, verse 17. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Mashiach. If we indeed suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I'd like to bring down some insights from the Aleph Beit by Rabbi Ginsberg. And I'd like to give credit to citing this by Ish Pela Shlita. It says, the letter noon, it's a bent over vessel, the bent over servant. The name noon, it means fish. It's a kingdom. It's heir to the throne. The number corresponds to 50, the 50 gates of understanding. Goes on to say, the Mashiach, heir to the throne. It says, the souls of Yisrael divide into two categories, symbolized by fish and land animals. Two prototypes, the Leviathan and the Behemoth. Two categories of souls correspond to the two innate tendencies and attractions of the soul to either the concealed and secret or revealed and legal dimensions of Torah. Two prototypes, Leviathan and Behemoth, they will unite in battle, each killing the ego of the other thereafter to blend together in true union. Their meat will then be served as the feast for the Zadikim and the Olam Haba. Leviathan, Lamed Vet, Yo, Lamet Vav, Yod Tav Nun. The gematria of Leviathan equals Malkut, Mem, Lamet, Kaf, Vav, Tav. Malkut is kingdom, as in seek first the kingdom of Hashem, then all these things will be added to you. Quoted by our Mashiach Yeshua. Goes on to say the gematria of kingdom is 496. In Kabbalah, Malkut in the world of divine emanation is represented by the sea whose tides are controlled by the power of the moon, the symbol of King David. Upon seeing the new moon, we say, David Melech, Melech Yisrael, Chai Vechayam. The noon is the 14th letter of the Aleph Beit, which equals Dalit Vav Dalit, which is the gematria of 14, and that is the name David, which is the progenitor of the eternal kingdom of Israel. The heir to David is Mashiach ben David, of whom it is said, Lifnei Shemesh Yinon Shemo, as long as the duration of the sun, his name shall rule. Our sages teach us that one of the names of Mashiach is Yinon, a cognate to noon, 
Noon, Vav, Noon. If you add a Yod to the beginning, it becomes Ye Known. It says Mashiach is also referred to as Bar Nafli, the miscarriage, or literally the fallen one. Hence why we have to be crucified with the Mashiach, offered as an Akidah, and then we have to be buried with him in his death and raised with him in life, because that is the noon. It goes on to say, as we will learn in secret of the letter Samak, the noon does not appear in Tehillim 145, but it is supported by God's transcendent mercy, as expressed by the following letter Samak. In general, noon corresponds in Torah to the image of falling. The soul of Mashiach experiences itself as continuously falling and dying. Continuously falling and dying. The proverb says that a Zodic falls seven times. But the connotation is that he will always get back up. And it says... It goes on to say, if not for the ever-present hand of Hashem catching it, it would crash to the ground and shatter to death. Think about this when in light of the ark being brought back to the holy city, led by King David dancing, and there was the ark carried on the oxen cart, and the oxen stumbled, and then the ark was... Uh, getting ready to fall and Uzziah stuck out his hand and he ended up dying and so if you think about the ark acting like Nafli at that point Hashem was like remember the teaching of the one who is constantly falling he will be supported by the hand of Hashem and it says, this is like the experience of the hidden Zadok, when forced from above to reveal himself for the good of Israel and for the world. Ultimately, the destiny of Mashiach and his generation is to assume the level of the sea on earth, to experience paradoxically selfless self-consciousness. I slowed that down because that is a Selah, that we're supposed to be selfless self-consciousness this is exactly what it means when it says that the waters will like this the glory of Hashem will cover the earth like the sea covers like the waters cover the sea I didn't quote that very well but I will source that out so stand by Like the waters fill the seas. There it is. This one is going to come from Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Hashem as the waters cover the sea. Cross reference that it is Yeshayahu 11.9. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of Hashem as the sea is full of water this is the teaching of the letter noon where it says that the ultimate destiny is for Mashiach and his generation to have selfless self-consciousness 
King Yehida Tone. And to shout out to Mr. Helmet of Salvation, a.k.a. Nova, a.k.a. Misnefet, he brought down some insights on the letter Samic because the noon is connected to Samic and noon Samic spells the word Ness, which is the word for miracle. Samic noon is actually the word for snake poison. So if the Samic lets go of the noon, then it becomes like the serpent who caused the fall of man. But if the fallen man relies on the help and hand of Hashem, it becomes a miracle. It becomes a nest. When noon goes to Samic, it's a nest. So Nova brings down, so Nova Shlita, from Rabbi Griffin's daily Aliyah today, he stated that the Torah created parameters for us fence laws per se again a reference to a circle a parameter is an allusion to a circle something that encloses i.e. a circle of safety again a reference to base 60 or full circle aka 360 teshuva can be represented as a full circle or 360 which is again base 60 the Torah is our Samic, i.e. our perimeter, a.k.a. perimeter, that encloses us inside Hashem's perimeter fence so that we do not stray outside the parameters of Hashem's Holy Torah. If the Sadi was the first letter created by Hashem, cited by the Book of Letters by Lawrence Kushner, then it would be a good assumption that the Samic would be the second letter created by Hashem since the Sadi represents Zimzun, i.e. the contraction of Hashem that made creation possible. The Samic would represent the act of creation as referenced in Bereshit 1.1. Just my thoughts based on the logical progression of things. End of insert excerpt. So Hakadosh Baruchu, may our words merit on high the establishment of the letter noon into all of creation for the ultimate revealing of the Beit Hamikdash speedily in our days. Baruch Haba Bishem Adonai.